Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the autopsy of her healing, evolving, and resiliency. I thank you all so much for joining us today. I hope that you have been tuning in. And so before we get started and jump in, I want to introduce my beautiful co-host, my beautiful sister. How are you today, honey bunny? Hello, honey. How you doing? I am doing great. And you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, a little um, discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the key word for today. The topic today is life's discombobulation. That's where, we, that's where we're going to hang out today, discombobulation. Definitely, definitely. And so um, we, definitely. we came up with this topic because we feel like we're both, as the old saying is, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Literally, except, except our heads really are on and we really have planned things. And yet, even with our good intent of plans, things just seem to still be discombobulated and a little out of control. So, so true. that's what we're going to hang out today. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely where we're going to hang out today. Yes. You know, uh, you know, so I'm a little like Stephanie Deani Green. I'm a little discombobulated. Iris's head is on. My head is really not. It looks like it's on, but if you could, it's like a little, you know, I just have it sitting there right now. <laughs> because, you have some, you have some severing going on. Is that? Yes, I do. I do. I, I, I had to use my, I had to use my super glue. Now, what's the, what's the glue the girl use for her hair? I had to use oh, the gorilla. <laughs> oh my God. That was me. <laughs> I had to put the girl the gorilla glue. Well, let me just say, if you had to put that super glue onto your neck, now that means you have a stiff neck. You can't, you can't turn one way or the other way. You got a stiff neck, you know. Man, no, remember the, the, the super glue didn't work. I had to use the gorilla glue. That's the oh. one. <laughs> oh. Like yeah. Lord, mercy. And we see how, and we see how that turned out. That requires. Exactly. Uh, we do see how that turned out. You yes. Know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you yes, can't yes. get the hair off the scalp. You know? no. yes. I had never seen anything like that in my life, but just imagine, right? I and I keep just, just imagine. Myself, I keep saying to myself, "How did she get those two products mixed up?" I understand I that there is. A, I understand there is a gorilla. And it, I don't even know if it's, I know it's Gorilla, like it's Gorilla glue for the hair, for slicking the hair. But there I, is? Yes, that's, a, yeah, there is. That's why it, I understand how she got confused. Okay. But I don't understand because what I'm saying is that the one for your hair is sold in a hair care, in a store, either, a, you know, a beauty supply store or in uh -huh. the beauty supply section of a store. So I'm trying to figure uh -huh. out how, how did you get from the, the slicking Gorilla gorilla product to the actual Gorilla Glue? I, I, I've been asking that question ever since this happened because I'm like, if you were in a store, even if let's just say you were in Walmart, because of course they don't sell the hair product like that in Home Depot or Lowe's. Right. right, right, exactly. If you were in a Walmart or a Target or you know a store that has all everything, groceries and beauty supply products, if I was to say to someone, 
do you know or do you have the Gorilla Glue or whatever it's called for my hair? And that person started leading me out of the beauty supply section and led me into the hardware section. How did, I, how did you get there? I keep asking that question and I don't think it's ever been addressed. No, she said that she picked up the wrong thing. I didn't know that a Gorilla Group came in a spray glue. Yeah, it, you know, comes I, in, it comes in a gel form for the hair. Oh, I'm talking about the Gorilla Glue that you use for prop, like the, the glue things back together. Yes, Apparently, it, comes, it comes in a gel form, even in a clear form nowadays. But I, but I think she was saying it came in a spray form. But you know how you get glue, like you, when you do different projects, you can use a spray glue, a spray adhesive, they call it. But and I'm, I'm like, oh, but, but, I'm it, okay. still, but that's what I'm saying. If I'm in a hair supply store or if I'm in a store that sells multiple products and happens to sell beauty supply products and I ask yeah. for this product, if you lead me out of the hair or beauty supply section, Something in me is going to say, well, wait a minute, that I'm not looking for Gorilla Glue itself. I'm looking for the Gorilla Glue for my hair, to slick my hair. So that's what I'm saying. How did she manage to, like, did she not understand that Gorilla Glue for the, for the laying down of hair was different or completely different from regular Gorilla Glue? That's what I kept saying. I was like, how, how did that happen? I don't understand that. Mm, okay. See, I never knew that there was a, a Gorilla Glue for the, yes. for the hair. <laughs> yes. Oh. My daughter my daughter had some, and I remember when she showed it to me, I was like, what in the heck is that? But it's used to, you know, do your little waves and slick down your baby hair. With the baby hair. The baby hair. <laughs> yes. And I, I really think it's, you know, it's kind of crazy that a, a hair or a beauty supply company would make a product so close to the name of something that is so dangerous. Like, I mean, remember- I wonder how did they use that name? Did they license the name to them? Because usually- I, I have weird. no idea. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it's called, I think the hair product is Gorilla Goo, like G-O-O, -O, I think. Oh, gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha. So it's not okay. the exact name of Gorilla Glue, but it's like Gorilla Goo or something like that. Because I remember when I saw it in the bathroom, I asked my daughter, I was like, what are you doing with that? She's like, no, this is for, for your baby hair and to slick your hair or, you know, to lay your hair down. And I said, well, that's kind of strange, you know, and she was like, yeah, you know, so I was like, okay, but I, I just have not yet figured out how she managed to get Gorilla Glue versus Gorilla Goo or whatever it is um, for your hair. Being discombobulated. <laughs> oh my God. Well, let me just say, I don't want to be that discombobulated because I cannot afford to be stuck to anything in that nature. Oh, that that was an awful experience, but it but it does. I like your spin though because it does. It's kind of like when we're not paying attention, or sometimes exactly. we are mm -hmm. paying attention. And like like we said in the beginning, you know, with all good plans intended, and yet we still end up in discombobulation, spinning and chasing mm -hmm. our tail. And part of that is because we have to 
nor, most of the things we do, we do with other people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's your, kind of your life. It's like, you know, you're trying to, you know, you have plans with someone, whether it is like even trying to walk your dog. Like, come on, are you going to cooperate this morning? I got to go. I got to get out of here. You know, I had to get to the airport this morning. Now, come on, Dash. I mean, come on, look what he got to do this. He's taking this time. I'm like, really, dude? Can you just do your do? And so we can go move I always <laughs> tell Scarlett that. I'm like, chick, you are outside to. Uh, taking your yourself. business. <laughs> you are not out here to sniff the air, to watch exactly. the birds, or look at everybody who walks by and do your little growl at them. You are out here to handle business. Please handle it because I have many things to do right now. Please. Right, exactly. Like today, now, like yesterday, like you know, somewhere we go on our leisure walk. Now, when you see we're not using, I'm um, leaving the complex. We're not going. You you know where we're going. So yes. come on, this is yeah. a. Let's go. Let's yes, get it done. Yes. Get time. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. So it's always with other people. I never forget when Savannah was the baby. And it was kind of our first venture out, you know. Mm -hmm. I had to take it to the doctor and you know, I got it all together, got in a car seat, you know. I was like, oh, you wish I got everything, got the bag, the oh my God. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got her with, she threw up all over herself. Oh, I remember those <laughs> moments. <laughs> I was like, I remember what? those moments. And I had to go. We were like, I had to go change it. The, 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 the. I'm like, really? You know, but it's it's like that, you know, when and you have to like really kind of like compose yourself and like get centered. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you will be putting gorilla glue in your hair. You know, you have to center yeah. yourself. Yeah. And it's yeah. like like my, my text messages still aren't working. You know, like yesterday, you called me like, I, I text you, never answer. I can't begin to imagine what I'm missing right now. Yeah. I still haven't figured it out. I did all the things I said I got to do. And I was like, because I know that for you to get on the phone with these people, you have to set time aside. Absolutely. So by the time I came back from the airport, you know, make some brunch, I'm like, uh, I can't do that right now. I have so many other things to do because I knew that you and I had yes. I made our plans. So yes. one thing was going to be, we I wasn't going to be discombobulated for you, for us. I appreciate you because I'm already discombobulated. I don't need any more right now. I needed something to like, you know, I need to be able to share this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can help center me a little bit more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I tell you, I was like, oh, okay, 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 you know. So I, I you know, that'll be a thing I gotta figure out. So you know where I'll be after we're done on the phone with these people trying to yes. figure all this out. Yes. Well, yeah. funny yeah. you said that because so uh I you know, I was having a problem with my phone. This is the second time that I've I had to order a replacement phone. Um, you know, with all this technology. There are times that my phone goes through this as if it's being taken over by the um, the robots from you know the the galaxy or something, and my phone is doing the it's awful. And literally, I called on Friday and um, was speaking to uh, one of the customer service reps. And now, mind you, I had called back on May six because my phone literally popped up a message and says too hot and cut itself off. 
Mm. And so the phone was hot to the to the touch as well. So when, when the phone came back on, I immediately called, got on the phone with Verizon. So this is a this is not a this is not a um, customer service thing to Verizon right now. This is a complaint. Um, so the um, spoke to a tech. He said to me, he says, "Oh no, that your phone's getting hot." I was like, "Yes," and I said, "And it turned itself off." And so, and I said, also, you know, I had been having problems with connections. So he said, I'm going to take all the information, get everything. He says, you are definitely eligible to get a replacement phone. I'm going to transfer you over to the person who can do that. And you won't have to repeat all of this information again. Okay. He transfers me over. The guy comes on the phone. He says, hi, Mrs. Owens. How are you? Da, 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 da. How can I help you today? I says, well, I'm was transferred over i'm um getting a replacement phone da, da, da. oh I don't, I don't see any of that there are no notes this was basically a uh a cold transfer okay yeah, start from scratch yeah right so now at this point i've left the house because now he's saying to me well hey let's do a diagnostic that i don't want to diet i don't want a diagnostic the phone is hot and you all already know these phones have had problems with igniting and combusting because they were hot. The batteries were getting exactly. hot. So what is there to, diagno to diagnose, right? Mm -hmm. I need another phone. And the fact that my phone is having connection problems as a realtor, I can't afford to constantly be on the phone dropping calls or people not being able to hear me. So he says, um, well, let's do that. I said, no, I've left the house. He says, well, I will call you back tomorrow morning at 1130. Okay. The next morning comes, what do I get? One of those, uh, we're the, the tech is ready to chat with you. So now we're doing a chat technical support, which I hate with a yeah. passion. I don't yeah. ever want those. I never accept those. I want to speak with a live person. I know that's right. So I got so frustrated. I just, I didn't even bother to do. So I, so like I said, Friday came this week, the phone started acting up. I get Rhonda on the phone with Verizon and I tell her, and she's like, how can I help you today? And I said, Rhonda, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not angry with you, but I am extremely frustrated. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I share with Rhonda everything that has happened. And Rhonda says to me, she says, I will take care of that for you right now. And you she does, Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda, Rhonda took care of getting the phone, getting the phone ordered letting me know when the phone was going to arrive. I even had the opportunity to ask Rhonda about my um, plan, if I had the best plan going, da, 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 da. Rhonda's like, I can do all that. And she says, I don't have to transfer you. I told her, you don't know how much I appreciate you that you did not transfer me. And I just got my new phone just before we got on the phone today. Wow. You'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> And it, and it, and it, and this, so there are moments in life where you're like, why doesn't it work that way with other things? Cause like I've mm -hmm. walked through this thing. I've planned this thing out. I've done this thing. And like you said, sometimes it's not even us. Now, sometimes it is me, but sometimes it's the other people that you have to rely on mm -hmm. when you didn't even want to rely on them. In the first place. Exactly. In the first it, place, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and it, and I told, I told Rhonda, I said, Rhonda, I'm not trying to be funny. I said, but literally I'm on my phone all day going now and going, can you hear me now? 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 I'm like, I see why homeboy quit and went to, um, 
to your competitor because mm -hmm. this is how I feel. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And so she was like, I am so sorry. But, you know, it just feels like moments in life right now are complete moments of discombobulation. And it's like, what do you do in this space? Exactly. I mean, until I get myself, I got to move. Still got to find a place to move to. <laughs> I will be, but for a moment, I'm going to be like. <laughs> right. Discombobulated. Yes, for sure. Because that's like a lot. You know, it's like a lot of moving parts, you know. This when you think it's just a little, you know. We're in the business, we know how it is with real estate. Oh yeah. And, and, and then trying to serve your clients at the same time. So yeah. it, it's yeah. you know the it, clients it's who also are discombobulated. Oh, very much so. But, we gotta but, definitely keep them. But don't understand, they will never admit they're discombobulated. They're just oh, no. No. you know. Not at they're all. Spin, they're spinning wheels. They don't call you back. They don't respond to you when you say, even when you say time is of the essence. Oh, okay. That's like I had the, the client that um like they, they came and saw my her cousin saw my home. Oh, my, my cousin, she needs help and all this kind of stuff. Got her some of the help. And then she like, I was just like, I got, I couldn't really help her. I got somebody that could help her. Right. And she's like, well, I can't really move forward unless you could help me too. I really don't have time on my plate. I have a client. I have myself as a client. I have a lot going on right now. Yes. And uh, then finally get all these things together. And then she's like, oh, I found help elsewhere. But I would, that's what you need to do to begin with. Wait, wait, but now wait. you wait for me. Is this the mm -hmm. client we just spoke about the other day? Yes, this is the client we just spoke no. about the other day. No. Yes. Did you send that invoice? Of course. Well, she, she when we went to do the conference call for everything, because yes. I hadn't sent her any of my work yet. She was like, I no longer need your help. And you and you said to me, make sure I, when I tell you I was but I was at the same time as frustrated as I was, was as pleased as I was. Okay. Because I could see this was seemed to me to be an issue. That's why initially I turned down the whole situation. Right. But then I felt obligated when I brought somebody else into it. Right. And that she's like, I can't move forward without her too, you know. And I explained that. I said, okay, I said, I will work with you. But then when I realized, and, you know, the other person was like, look, I, I, I got so much work going on. It's not that serious. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was in the same position, but I was like, what happened? So I realized it was so funny because same thing last week I had so much going on. We're still like discombobulated, which I'm going to be in that state right. for a minute, you know? Right. And for some reason, I thought that our conference call was for Thursday. I think even when I spoke to you, I said that. Right. However, um, the conference call was Wednesday. So I think when we didn't call her on Wednesday with the conference call, she got all pissy. Oh. Instead, right. Because if you really wanted it, you would have like, oh, I thought right. our conference call was tonight. You know what I'm saying? So that was okay. Because I was at like I was at the showroom telling lady, I, I need this, I need all the specs on these um products that I call these items. And she was trying to rush and get them to me. And so it was one thing to the next, but in the end, it worked out, you know. Right, because it I, was divine intervention, actually. It really was divine intervention because I was like, oh my lord, you know. So and then like at the same time, and it's so funny. I had put the whole uh, invoice together, was going to send it to her. 
I said, let me just wait. And, you know, the senator, because I wanted to explain to her, you know, what she was paying for was invoice also. Mm -hmm. And some said, don't send it yet. And sure enough, she had sent us that back. So I was like, you know what? That's okay. That is okay. Yeah, but, but, but here, but here is something else that happens in discombobulation. You are, we are off of our game. And what happens mm -hmm. is disruptors come in and create mm -hmm. more disruption. <laughs> it's true. Because because now that person ate up a lot of your time. And basically what she received was free consultation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't do free consultation. No, we don't. Not at all. Not at all. And it, yeah. it's, it's very important. This is why it's important to stay focus stay grounded because uh -huh. it's in these moments that we just we start like we'll st take on things that we normally would not have done exactly and then we exactly. find ourselves pressed up against a corner at night while everybody else is sleeping soundly and, and resting for the next day and we're uh -huh. spinning around in the room crying and having a nervous breakdown damn near because you're like how am I gonna get all of this done and uh -huh. then not only are you discombobulated but you can't focus so exactly so even when you try to sit down to do the work that you have said you're going to do you keep getting up from it right <laughs> you're like oh i need a snack um, <laughs> let me hold on let me take a shower the shower will make me feel better okay no i'm gonna get a glass of wine then you get a glass of wine now you're feeling good now you turn on music you dancing. <laughs> yeah you know you try you try to motivate yourself then before you know it, you done fell asleep. Right. You done fell asleep and woke up this next morning, and now you another day behind the schedule. Complete discombobulation. It is totally. crazy totally. how that totally. it really starts to spiral. You do, you do. Yep, yep. So true. So and true. You like okay. Have, we have to learn that no is a complete sentence, and it is no. It's so true. We no so explanation true. needed, no, mm -hmm. you know, no disclaimer, no nothing. No. Yep. No. Yep. And when you see that train coming at you, you better move out the way. Yes. Okay. Move. Because I saw this train coming at me and I did try to move out my way, but then I felt, which was my mistake, I felt obligated to the other person I brought into the situation. Yes. Although they got paid. Okay. Right. Right. Because I had no intention of being in this situation. I was just like, oh, I can hook my boy up with this situation that works for him. Okay. Right. right. But and then just some situations that came from all of that from the initial meeting. I was like, oh, I, I, I'm glad. You know, I jumped out the way of that train. <laughs> Let alone, and then uh, unbeknownst to me, I'm back in front of the train, not right. intentionally, right. but trying right. to like hold right. on for him. Like, oh, she can't move forward out. Shoot, she needs all of all that you bring to the table. So I'm like, because right. I got so much on my plate and decide to take it on and then get burnt anyway. Right. And and that's and that's what I see to me, unplanned things normally don't turn out well. so true. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're right. right. If mm -hmm. it, it, because sometimes, you know, people like we meet people and we say they're so rigid, but they're mm -hmm. life does require sometimes that moment of rigidness or having to be so stern 
structure what you structure. say you're going to do or not do because uh -huh. it's like when you get off of your path then mm -hmm. you're wandering you are wandering it's, you feel it's, like it's 40 years 40 mm -hmm. nights 40 days right mm -hmm. and it may be it but those four those 40 minutes of wandering or being diverted from something you were working on changes your whole trajectory for the day for the week sure. for the month that's right so we, we, we need structure i, I mean yeah. i know i do structure works very best for me yes and i mean and when and like you said no is a full sentence when i said no the first time i was asked yeah and i was asked for a second party which i was confused because didn't we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation relationship right. Now, right. so but when i said no i should have said no but then i felt away because you know you know me it's hard for me to say no in some situations and being recommended through recommend you know through other people mm -hmm. and when they said well i can't move forward without you i need i need you you know and i'm like oh okay i'll, I'll figure it out you know and then to be cast aside after i decided to figure it out right. by that right. person i was like okay right. but then at the same time i was like thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus <laughs> that's one thing off my plate right. <laughs> You know, so, I, I, I'm learning in life that sometimes when we are seeking something, even whether it's advice, whether mm -hmm. it's a thing we want to buy or something we think we must or we need it in our lives, or it's a person, right? Like, let's just say, for instance, like I'm trying to work on something and I, my cousin referred me to um, someone who's an attorney who was actually their cousin as well. I, I, they're not my cousin, I don't believe, because I don't know them at all, but they referred me to this person. Spoke uh -huh. to this person, we had a really great conversation. They asked me to send them some information. I sent them the information and I stated in the, because I had to mail it to them. And I'm thinking, you're an attorney. I had to mail you this work. Like I couldn't email it or scan it to you, That's but weird. I mailed it. Okay. Um, and then I clearly stated in the information I sent, please confirm receipt, you know, and I sent a, a message via um, email saying, you know, I've, I've sent this information, dropped it in the mail, please confirm receipt. Well, they did you not- receive, You said receipt, they could sign it, they have to sign for it? And, no, no, I'm saying I emailed them and saying, you know, I've oh, mailed this for all so and and when i think about it i probably should have done that definitely but then when i called them up the day i called them because i got a phone call from my family member down in south carolina that something was going on with this situation that we were working on and mm -hmm. they were kind of panicky and i was like no it's probably just that person just you know doing something well it wasn't that person but when I called them that day, they answered the phone and it was like, yeah, what you said now, no, hello, how are you? I got your stuff. Yeah, that information you sent me was not correct. Hmm, okay, I well, like <laughs> if, it I like wasn't, if it wasn't correct, then why I did say to you, I, I emailed you and I mailed it and I put a note in the mailing saying, once received, please confirm. Email, once received, please confirm. You did neither of those things, but you picked up that phone that day and quick, quickly 
did not even say hello how are you oh i was gonna call you nothing uh that information you said was incorrect oh that's crazy that's crazy and so again we talked and i said okay i will go back i will find what i need i've text this person i've left messages for this person they have yet to call me back and so at first i was like well what is that about then i said you know what god leave mm -hmm. it alone because mm -hmm. many times that is exactly god puts blockers in front of us right he and, does and and we're thinking oh my god i just got to work this thing out i got to go around it i got to <laughs> circumvent it i got to do but maybe that is the that is the he he's protecting us from danger he's protecting us from frustration he's protecting us from untruths he's protecting us and we think that the discombobulation means press harder now there are times that you do need to press harder on something to get it done but i think that's where discernment comes in where you really gotta start you gotta stop in that moment and mm -hmm. really process and start right. to weigh the po the pros and the cons about this current mm -hmm. situation before you keep going deeper into it. That's right. It's right? true. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if we did that more often, we would we would save ourselves sometimes from some of the things, some of the situations we find ourselves in because pitfalls. <laughs> yes. It is so true because there is when you're doing things, it is that energy that you feel. Yes. That, yes. Sometimes when that energy is just right, yes. you know, you know, just like those that you went over there and got that listing, you were like, yes, you were yes. absolutely. It, you know, it's like that. And then sometimes when that energy is like, this yes. is all over. There ain't nothing snapping together. No. And you have to really, like you said, you have to like pray for discernment and wisdom. It's like, what is going on here? Right. And, and sometimes that just wasn't for you to go after. It wasn't for you. No. You no. know, and no. that, you know, because if, if you got like, because I don't, God wouldn't give you something to make you so irritable, so discombobulated, right. so all no. over the place. Absolutely. And when it's all out of sync, you know, it, it, you need to like just, Take, like you said, take a step back, you know, because sometimes you find yourself going all the way down the rabbit hole. Right. And there's no coming back. Right. You know, for certain situations. Right. So you do have to be careful. Yeah. It's, the, it's so true. Be careful what you pray for. You just may get it. But the question always is, are you ready for it? Right. Are you ready? Are you prepared? And that's because true. Preparation is everything. And if you're not prepared for all of that, you know, you may, you shouldn't be praying for it at this point in your life. Right. And be very specific when you're when praying. It's true. It's so it's so true. It's so true. Because because you know. listen, the same way you praying into the into the atmosphere and you're praying, I always say from my lips into God's blessed ears. Mm -hmm. well, from my lips, not to Satan's ears, but I'd be damned if he ain't listening. Oh, you better believe he's listening. <laughs> you better, oh, oh Lord. You best you believe know. he Oh, she said she wanted this, she uh -huh, wanted that, uh -huh. and yeah. that, and then all of a sudden that thing pops up, and you're like, yeah. oh wow, that's uh -huh. yeah, uh -huh. that's it. Uh -huh. that, uh -huh. No, because yeah. when it start when it start changing, it's when it starts doing its craziness, 
and it's doing mm. different things and you're like but wait exactly exactly that's not i didn't ask for that but then uh -huh. you convince yourself that i did ask for that and so right, right, this right, is just right. a part of it right i gotta go exactly. i gotta go through the good and the bad to, because this is what i prayed for but those are the moments when we have to stop and that relates to people that relates to food that relates mm -hmm. to um jobs business. that relates to whatever business in your yeah, life right. business exactly. especially mm -hmm. business because mm -hmm. the one thing you must learn especially when you're an entrepreneur all money ain't good money ain't good money oh no not at all it was just like my mentor always says he said some people do something strange for a little bit of change strange. yeah <laughs> i don't want i don't want those I, people I'm I'll be I, I love I, you know i can't i can't help you when you because when you come or when you come with your with your money and you believe oh. that now that puts you in this position of authority over me like mm -hmm. i'm an entrepreneur i work for my own money and for exactly. myself now mm -hmm. of course i have to interact with other people because i am in a service driven industry exactly However, because you receive that letter that says you're pre-approved to buy a home for 225 300 750 baby that doesn't mean you get to buy me exactly um, i'm not for sale nope i know that's right there is no price on me my time the respect that I, I I deserve when working with someone because I'm going to give you the utmost respect even mm -hmm. when you have acted and showed your behind with me I'm still going to give you respect but I have fired I have fired clients too oh me, me also oh sometimes you have to fire the clients because I agree if, with you. if they're not if they're not willing to listen to counsel if they're mm -hmm. not willing to understand and do what you're asking them to do for the process in which and to where they're trying to get to and their end goal and they're fighting you tooth and nail sometimes you have to say you know what i think you would be best suited with another agent mm -hmm. exactly because when exactly. you chase money and when you start to do when you start to do strange mm -hmm. things i.e allowing people to treat you any kind of way for mm -hmm. some money mm -hmm. that is changing who you are it doesn't change who they are it changes mm -hmm. who you are it does change who you are it really really does you're absolutely correct about that and you don't need anyone to change you know what i mean we're no. we are constantly in a state of becoming better that's yes. our goal to be a better person each and every day absolutely and for someone to jump in there and not necessarily pull you backwards but you're trying to go here but they got you over here you know what i mean right. it's like no we're not doing that right now and, and, and they're trying to convince you why you need to come over here and i'm like no yeah, 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 i, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it over here <laughs> yeah uh, they, they're trying to get you over here come over here and join me yeah <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm good on this side. This side exactly. of the island works for me. I'm good. I'm good right here. You know. I mean, like that energy is yes. real. Yes. Yes. That energy yes. is yes. real. You know, it's like you know, and one of my other businesses, they say when you meet people and you're training people, you have to find 
something you like about the person. Absolutely. To be able to work with them. But there sometimes you really just can't find anything. Nope. And when you can't find anything, it's time to go. You, yeah, you give them yeah. their walking papers. You'd be like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Because it's not worth it to have your spirit all discombobulated. Every time you feel that you have to meet with this person or deal with this person or even have a conversation with this person, and you know, yeah. I'm good. You know, and, even and, it, and those are the people who take up the majority, take up your time. I mean, I mean hey, when I say eat up your time, your, your peace, Mm-hmm. Take up but all your take all your knowledge and and mm-hmm. they take all your knowledge but still don't learn anything from you. Exactly. And then when they all finish doing all that, then they 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 ghost you, they ball you up and toss you in the garbage can. Like, yeah, she wasn't mm-hmm. doing what she was supposed to be doing. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing what I told him to do. Mm-hmm. He didn't do mm-hmm. what I asked him to do. Da-da-da. You're like, wait, what? Hold on. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to recognize when those things start to happen because mm-hmm. who's left in the discombobulation? You because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, they're used to operating that way, they're used to walking away from mm-hmm. a situation because time is nothing to them. But when exactly. time is something to you, and as the saying goes, time is money, but time is mm-hmm. not just money, time is peace. That, oh, you said, Hey, time let me tell you, peace. Peace is everything. Peace is everything. Peace is everything over money and everything else. Because if you have peace, you can figure all that out. But when you don't have no peace, whether you got money, you don't have money, you're trying to find money, you're trying to find work, you're trying to do this, you can't do anything if you don't have any peace. You're just spinning. Literally. You're not sleeping sleeping properly. You're not eating properly. You're not doing anything properly. Not taking care of yourself properly. Because you have no peace. Peace no, is everything. No. I pray for peace. You know, you have to pray for peace every day. It is so important. And people, you have those spirits had to get, oh, they try to get a little peace. Let's see how I could not let them get no peace. You know what I mean? Or how I could come in there and just wreak, wreak havoc over their life. Right. And there are people that just do, do that. That's just what they were put on this earth to do. Right. It's a red habit. And you're like, oh my God. Have you ever like done business with somebody? Maybe you've done business with them for like a month or two months. And by the time you're done, you felt like you've been doing business with them for like five years. Right. Just- no, <laughs> better yet, you're counting down the moments. Like you want this to be, you want this to be an accelerated uh interaction. Like you want to be able to speed it up so you can get to the end. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's and when you walk away, you're like, whew. Right? You walk away, you're like, I'm not coming to the closing. I can't, I was send a representative. <laughs> you're like, whoo, that was work. You know, work. And, and I'm work. not afraid, I'm not afraid of work. What I'm mm-hmm. afraid of is disruptive work. Exactly. Exactly. And I realize that there are times that we're gonna have we we are gonna come across difficult people in difficult situations, but I try my best to find peace, and I want peace when I'm dealing with another individual. Uh, it it it's just like I always you know my one of my pastors used to say some sometimes you have to pray for people, and you have to pray for yourself to pray the hell out of yourself or for them to learn how to pray the hell out of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. And, 
you know, because sometimes we are just full of hell. We are full yeah. of hell, you yeah. know. And, and sometimes they tell you. I had this client, and she was a a a, a, a friend. We were friendly. I wouldn't say we were friends. Yeah. But I had known yeah. her for quite a while, and she told me, she said, "Oh, you gonna learn so much from me because I'm gonna be your client from hell." Oh, see, right there, <laughs> right there, right there is when I'm like, well, no. <laughs> That's and, not um, what I'm. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. And I let me tell you, did I not learn my lesson? Mm -hmm. I was. Like, I sold her place over and over again, but she just would not sign anything. I'm not selling my place that much. And here we are, like what three years later, she's still in that place. I mean, I guess she has the house that she was building in another state, but it was crazy. You hear me? Just crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know was you know other things behind all of that. But I was like, wow. And then finally, I ran into her one day, and I still had her key. And I said, um, I said, well, let me give you your key back. Oh, no, no, keep it. So, because I'm going to relist with you again. I'm like, no. I said, you know, I said when, your key, lady. No. But when I said, that, when you, when you relist with me again, I said, then you give me a key. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, no. We're not your doing key, sister. <laughs> no, exactly. But these people will the run I don't like. I keys to your home anymore. Here you go. No, I don't. And it's funny, because I hadn't seen her. You know, and I was like, yeah, wait till I see it. I'm like, oh, I was like trying to catch up with because it was, it was it was to the point that I did not even want to like really like call her and go out of my way to meet her and go back to her house. I was like, I'll see her, you know, because I can see that it wasn't really important for her to get her key back from me. Yes. You know, yes. but I said, oh, I got your key right here. <laughs> yes. Because, yes. you know, I, I realized keys and, and I, I think when some time ago we were we were talking about um i think it was the um uncensored um episode with remy ma who mm. said that she when she bought her first home and she had keys to her home she was so at peace because for so many years in her life she never had keys mm -hmm. right she never had a place to call home she never had a plate like she you know, she slept on people's sofas. She she was homeless at a point. And mm -hmm. so, and you know, I always say it is nothing like coming home to your home and whatever your home is. If your home is a, a studio apartment, but when you turn that key and you get on the other side, there's peace. Mm -hmm. If your home is a 3,000, you know, square foot, mini mansion mm -hmm. you turn that key if you get on the other side there's peace but regardless of where you live what mm -hmm. city what state the size the neighborhood if you turn that key and the key once you open that door and once you open that door the hell flies out <laughs> run for run you have to, i want you to I want you to, matter of fact, take the keys, toss the keys behind you, and keep it moving. It's so and, true. And of course, that may be for some people, that is something you may have to plan to do. Mm, oh, yeah. But what I'm yeah, saying we, 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 to you, you, you plan. We know how to plan that. <laughs> we, we. What they say, hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> you, you have to plan it. Yes, you do. there is nothing worse than being in a space where you do not have peace. Yes, yeah, the worst. 
it, 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 you don't it have works. peace in the space where you eat, sleep, rest, shower. If you don't have peace in that place, well, where do you find peace? And before you and before you answer that question, I want to tell you, most times, if you find the peace someplace else, you already in trouble. That, that's true too. Uh-huh. If you Every have time. to find peace outside of where your peace is supposed to be, there Not is a, good a thing. major problem. Huge, exactly. That your, discombobula your discombobulation is now not just about you. Your discombobulation <laughs> has gone to level 10 plus two. Exactly, so true, so true. It, it, is, it is, uh, what's the terminology they use? It's been, um, it's been accelerated or it, the, the level, the, the level of threat has, has definitely escalated. That's escalated. what I'm looking for. It has escalated. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, like, you know, when I have my, like, you know, I always talk about my little marriage. Yeah. When I have my little marriage. But, um, and I, I was like, so like, oh my God, how did I get here? Like, El Stupido. That's how I got here, just being stupid. And uh, I think the story that broke the camel's back was I really, I'm allergic to air conditioning. Like, I get, like, so sick. I may have to be a low temperature, but it, I don't feel well with air conditioning. Uh -huh. And I came home that day. And we were um, living in Star Eight City, which is a section of Brooklyn. My and mom was lived in Star Eight. You know, that's where my mom lived right before she moved here. Are you serious? So, you know, yeah. it's a nice area. Yeah, that was a great area. And um, and I, I don't know what, you know, the, the guy was doing. Well, you know, I guess it was my husband at the time. But he was like, I guess, you know, he was really frustrated. Me too. But it was all those other things. He wanted to really be a control, wanted to control me. Mm -hmm. And like that, that wasn't going to happen. And so I don't know if he was trying to have sex with me or whatever, but he had the exercise on blast. So I'm under the covers, I'm freezing. And he decides to like go and get cold water and pour on me. Yeah, that was the, that was the beginning of the end that night. I got up. I started putting on my clothes. He said, where you going? Where you going? I was like, I'm like, I was putting everything, anything that had any value, my wallet, my money, I'm out of here. I started running out of the door. And that's when he's like, he's going to push me. I'm like, yeah, I got out of the door. I was like, help me because this man is crazy. I got to the phone booth, caught my, my cousin, my brothers, everybody came and come running too. And I was out of there. That was the end of that. Oh, I'm freezing. You got to throw cold water on me. And then, then he got the wood. I knocked the wood out of his hand. Then he went and ran and got the milk. I'm like, you stupid. What about it? <laughs> you know, but he's talking about like, I was already not happy. Right. And not at peace. And here we go. Right. And then you go start with the nonsense. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, I was trying to get away from my controlling mother. That's why I married you. But I was like, yeah, my mother was easy compared to you. Yeah. I said, let me say, baby, I'm, I'm going home. Right. Oh, your right. mother, you, she was so mad at you. She's never going to forgive you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Watch this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, mommy. Uh, I made a mistake. I was wrong. And that's yeah, when I, I learned because I was only 23 at the time. But I learned that it's okay. So like you, you, when you're wrong, you have to say you're wrong and you have to be sorry. You know, that's important. And I know so many people struggle with that. Um, especially when you get into parenthood, because you want to 
feel like or make your children feel like I know everything. So therefore, I never have to apologize to you. And that is the worst mistake you could ever make with your children. Because when you're wrong, you should say you're wrong. No matter how. And I never, ever had a problem apologizing to my children because of that. And learn that from my mother, because I mean, I, I really didn't feel I was, I'm 23. I wasn't, I wasn't a, a baby. I was out of college. You know, I had a career job, you know, so, but it's because you don't do it the way it's part of her controlling factor, you know, didn't do it the way she, I, she wanted me to do it. Didn't marry who she wanted me to marry. So it was all about that. And, and never was able to apologize to me. Well, when she got older with my asthma, she apologized for smoking cigarettes and well, you know, both my parents smoked and I had severe asthma basically all my life. So she didn't realize how it affected me so much, you know, when I was younger at that time. I'd be in the backseat of the car. <laughs> and one day she said, I smell something. And I realized my well, outspoken really did a lot of damage to you, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. So yeah. she did, you know, with certain things. But it's important, you know. But I was able to like, mommy, like whatever how I felt at that moment. But I was like, you're right, I was wrong. I need to come back home and I, I need to get a divorce by the way, too. Right. <laughs> I, so so funny. I didn't realize that I think. We got we got married at the uh, the first time, or I think around the same age. Okay, that's because I got married in nineteen eighty eight in May. Oh, okay, no, I so I got married in nineteen eighty. No, I got married in nineteen ninety. Yeah, okay, 1990. yeah, because like yeah, because right, I got married in May, but right after I. I, in that July, I turned 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1997. Yeah, so. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't get married again until uh, 1997. Yeah, mine was a little yeah. marriage too, but I had a long courtship. Yeah, right, right, right. The six years. The five. Yeah. Oh, five. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that happens too. I, I've seen that quite a bit. You know, a lot. It was uh, funny. I was um. Watching, I know, like, I know the show you don't like. I was watching the Wendy Williams show today. The lady asked a question. She said, um, I've been dating this guy for 14 years. And she said, you know, now he started a new business and he forgot my birthday. And she said, like, his birthday was two months ago. And we, we, we go hard for birthdays and we did everything for his 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. And for my, you know, and she's 42. And she said, he didn't do anything for my birthday. It's just like, and I was like thinking to myself, like, you've been this man for 14 years. You don't have any children. He never married you. And now he doesn't even remember your birthday. And it's like, we can can allow people to waste our time if we let them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and let me tell you, men, men are the king of wasting your time. No, you know. women too are the kings of wasting the queens are wasting people's time too. But I do, I, I, I mean, not to say that they don't look at me wrong, but I do tend to think it's more men that do that than women. Even if, if what I find with if, if a woman wastes your time, she's never gonna waste your time as long as a man will waste your time. I've seen men that have been with women for 20 years, and this woman that they never got I me, mean, we might as well it really be hard that oh, we might as well be married, we've been together for 20 years. And the love of their life came along, 
and they would go on so fast and marry, you know, two years later or even six months later. And she like, what happened? She's still trying to figure out what happened. But, but, okay. But Steph, from that perspective though, it's not the man's fault per se. You no, 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 no. I said we allow. That's allow him to to waste your time. Yeah, that's what I said. That's why we allow people to wait. That's why I said, oh yeah, you know. Because if if you if you want to continue with someone in a relationship for that many years, and it never moves from it never progresses from one stage to the next, whatever that stage is that you're looking for or wanting. And if you continue con continuing on in the wait period, like you're in the holding pad, then that's uh -huh. you. Yeah, that's I mean, you. That's yeah. you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, you. yeah. You've done that yourself. Yeah. I have a, um, a friend of a friend, but he was living with this girl. And I think they lived together about three to four years. And I'm sure in her mind, I'm, I never knew her, but I know him, that, you know, like, oh, no, this is going somewhere. I mean, Three to four years, we're living together. Honey, he went out one night without her. He met the woman. And that was all that was all she wrote. <laughs> you know, it was like, what's the name of that movie, Hall of Nights? So the guy called. Yeah. Honey, put your phone on the phone. Sunshine, and I'm never coming home. Yeah. Bye. It was like, she got one of those phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Literally. And honey, it was like, and you have to like, you, they will. You know, just like the governor of um, South Carolina. That was crazy. They couldn't even find the man. It was all up and it was all over the news. They didn't know where he was at. You know, he told me he found the love of his life. This woman sitting here, he's been married to him, I don't know how many years with what, four or three kids. And, you know, it was like, wow, like, wow. And you have to go through that on national well, television. Is, well, what is that an example? What is that? That's a prime example of when you are in discombobulation and then you are faking the funk because you're not like you're in silent suffering. Oh, yeah, definitely. You but, you know, I, th I think not only that, you're in silent suffering, but also you because I, like he said, like she said, like really no passion to the relationship. That's why it's dangerous to to me. I think it's dangerous to marry somebody. Oh, you know. You know, he don't have nobody, I don't have nobody, and we like each other. So, okay, we could just make this work because that's never going to work. Because when that person that you really have been, you know, in your mind, that imaginary love that you've had all your life, and when right. they show up, now right. that's a dip. But I know I've, I know some women that have definitely left their whole families for sure. And they're like, I'm gone, you take the kids, I'm out. Okay. But I, I feel there's more men that have done that than there are women. But either way, it, it's a horrible situation because now it's just not only the two of you. Now you have these children and now the children know that they weren't born out of love. They were born just because, you know, they were born, you know, and, and, and that's a sad place to be. But a lot of but when you really think about it, and I know, you know, a whole bunch of people just like I do. A lot of people live in that space. Oh, yeah. And what it comes down to is people just don't have the courage even if you get into the, like, that was my thing with my, you know, I make a joke about my my first marriage, but my thing was, besides the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't like sexually attracted to him, but my fear was, oh my God, if I had children, if I got pregnant, oh my, like, what was that, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And even yourself, I know you felt like that. Yeah. And yeah. that, that would have been a horrible situation. I mean, the one thing that, okay, fine, I, I'm divorced now, 
you know, we had a 24 year good run of our relationship. And but it was out of love. My children, your children, they were made out of love for mm -hmm. sure. There were no mistakes about that. And that makes it different. You know how things change through the process of the relationship. Then that's a whole nother story. But that love, like when we got married, it was you know, planned on being to death to us part. Right. You know, I mean, it wasn't just because, oh, you know, I'm this age and no, he's OK. You know, she's OK. You know, well, I, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for him. <laughs> I know that I was madly in love. Right. Right. But, yeah. but as you said, a lot of people live in that space. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of like we start to become. We adjust to the discombobulation or we adjust to the lack of peace or we adjust to the lack of yes. or we start to dumb down what we really have planned for ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and of course, in relationships, everybody makes sacrifices. I mean, absolutely. That's what a relationship is about. You, you can't you can't be in love and not be vulnerable and know how to make um, sacrifices. That's just that's just the nature of the of the relationship. You're going to always exactly. have to sacrifice something. Of course. I mean, if you're not ready to sacrifice, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. <laughs> that's the real, I mean, that's right. real, real, real talk. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's important. But when love, you know, I mean, you may have some just uncomfortable times in your relationship, yes. but love should not hurt. You should not constantly be in pain when Absolutely. you're in love. That is a lie that people want to tell you. That's a lie yeah. from the pit of H-E-L-L. -L. Stop yeah. believing that nonsense. Oh, it's supposed, oh, no, it's not. No, it's if not. it's hurting, it's, like, it's, it's not good for you. Beauty hurts. You know it, though, because I'm not trying to wear those shoes just because they're cute and they are half size too small, and I'm walking around with my toes curled up in, in pain. <laughs> uh -huh. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, it don't work like that. But people, and you know, you're sad because people aren't living their truth. But at the same time, how you were saying that when people, um, what were you just saying about how people get into these relationships and they sacrifice so much of themselves, you know, to make it work. But they do. But all that they sacrifice and all the unhappiness, although they're in it, it shows up. It's all over them. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. like, you know, what I mean, you, 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 I know people that they've gotten married a year later, you see them, you didn't even recognize this person. No, nope. because their unhappiness or they had a couple of kids and now they're not like two sizes bigger, they're 10 sizes bigger. But it's all that unhappiness that's, you know, attached to all of those they're things. In the state of Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know, you see your girl that was always about, mad about everything. Mad about everything. They're mad at you know? the kids. They mad at the dog. They mad at the. But then, then they mad at you because you still wearing your six inches. They ain't wearing theirs no more because oh, I'm a mother and I'm married now. I don't need to do all that. I didn't no, do you, it. You, you unhappy? I always tell <laughs> them, I didn't do it. I, I didn't. didn't do it, honey. Yeah. You know, you know, it is sad when you can't look in the mirror. And feel like you still you know and that's how I felt when I went had my first child went through a little postpartum probably my second baby too but I needed to still see myself right and I think that when people say oh you you shouldn't have to get up and put yourself I mean now you're you're a mother and all this stuff that was very very important to me and it was important for me to try to get myself out the house you know with my daughter sometimes we didn't get out the house at seven o'clock at night but we got out, you know what I mean? And I had to be in my full glory when I did it. <laughs> I, I remember when I was when I was pregnant with my son, 
And um, I was I was home before my pregnancy. And then, of course, I was home after my son was born. And so, um, you know, in New Jersey, they come and read your meters, you know, like, you know, they come, you know, they're going to come on a certain certain time of the month or whatever. And, knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they knock on your door to let you know that they're they're out there and they're there to read the meter. And so I never forget. I, let's just say his name was Jack. I don't know. Jack, Ed, whatever. But I remember that, you know, he would come and knock on the door and I'd still have on, you know, not not be dressed like I'd still either have on my my PJs or, you know, just not dressed. And he'd be knocking on the door and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you? You know, go ahead. Check the meter. And I never forget this one day I had gotten my hair done. This was after Rhonda was born. I had. No, I'm sorry. This was before Rhonda was born. Okay. So I had gotten my hair done and I had I was dressed to the nine and I had makeup on. And, and then I and I heard the door and I was like, oh, it's Jack. Oh, my Jack is going to finally see that I really do get dressed. Right. <laughs> and this, is, this is a true story. I am not making this up. I ran to the door. And I opened the door and it was not Jack. I busted into tears. I was in tears. I was devastated. And I was like, well, where's Jack? And you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And the guy was like, he's on vacation or something. I was like, okay, well, go ahead. Just do whatever it is you're here to do. <laughs> <laughs> that Jack did not see that. I actually knew how to get dressed to put on makeup and comb my hair. So <laughs> that is a prime example of when you are in complete discombobulation, right? True. I, was, true. I was pregnant, I was at home, and of course I was happy to be at home, but I, I just, I was having a moment that day. I will never forget that. Like, where's Jack? You know, the guy, that guy probably was like, what, are you having an affair with Jack or something? Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he probably told you, he probably told you. He might, how, 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 how this guy told me one day, he's like, I kept calling for the whole semester. I called him John. And at the end of the semester, he told me, oh, my name's not John. And I said, why didn't you tell me? He said, you just call me anything you want. So he might, he might say, if you call me Jack, I'll be Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. I will never forget that. I thought to myself. But, of course, I can, I can blame some of that on hormonal because I was, in fact, pregnant. But it was, yeah, for sure. it was crazy. But sometimes that's how you feel. You just feel. You you do you know all this and now i want you i want the world to see that i've done this thing and then it's like yeah no they're not coming back you know that was their last day (laughs) no what no wait (laughs) (laughs) and it's like what me me and me me and the kids godmother prior to me having the kids every thursday we used to do these lunches all this big thing so I was trying to get back into my little lunch thing, you know, even after I you know, became a mother. And so I'm like, and I don't know what happened that I just couldn't really get myself together that day. Right. You know, and I, I was going, you know, back up to Bourbon County and I said, okay, I'm, I'm on my way. Now, I'm not going. 
I said, no, I'm not, I'm not coming. You know, I'm, I'm coming. I'm not coming. I was just really like done. And the next thing I know, uh, after a while, I said, I'm not going. You know, I'm just sitting there feeling kind of way, not really, really realizing that it's postpartum. Yes. And I hear a knock on my door. I said, Godmother. She was like, I, I know you needed me to come here. She said, I could see, I could feel the pain. You were butt back and forth. You were all over the place. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right. And I said, I ended up feeling so much better. Right. But at the same time to myself, I didn't want to be bothered with anybody. But I needed that, you know. Right. And isn't Definitely. it amazing when somebody sees you, right? When somebody mm -hmm. sees you, even mm -hmm. if they can't see you, they see mm -hmm. you. Right? Exactly. Because they exactly. hear you. They, they hear sure. you, they feel you, they know who you are, how you operate, how you move and that sort of thing. And so when you are off kiltered and all of a sudden you're like back and forth and you're indecisive and you're, or you're irritated all the time, then somebody, you know, that's when somebody who cares about you, who loves you says, hey. That, but that's just like you, you, you showed up for me after our mother died, came to Savannah. I was like, oh, I needed that so much and I appreciate it so much that she showed up for me. Yeah. It, it was it was just beautiful. I really, really appreciated that. Oh, you you know, I would have done that. I would not have been a good sister to you. I was there yeah. and there was no reason why I would I had to not show up there for you. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you are my only friend that showed up. I mean, I have my friends in Savannah that live in Savannah. But you were my only friend that showed up. I was like, oh, you should. I was like, oh, you know. Was it, was a, it was a lot, you know. And it's so funny that um, it, today I was, my mother was just on my mind so heavy. And it's it's still a lot, you know. Yeah. Because I guess, especially when I, you know, went out to dinner last Monday with my biological mother. Yes. And in those times, I miss my mom who, who raised me. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that, now, when I look at my biological mother, I see my face, you know, because I look so much like her. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we don't really have a lot, lot in common like that, you know. And it's interesting. But then it's funny because her and my mother, who raised them, they're both so much alike. Because yeah, she was her yeah. daughter first, you know. So they, they have a lot of ways alike, too. But that, I don't know, that... um. My mother had like that wisdom, you know. What I mean, she, right. you know, and even, even my biological mother would say, "I wish I listened to Aunt Dodie because she was so smart." And I got it at a very young age, you know. And it, sometimes I just have to say, "Mommy, am I am I doing right? Am I doing a good job?" You know, like, right. are you? I, I mean, are you proud of me? You know, I do feel validation. that way. You know, validation. Yeah, yeah, and I just think that um, uh, I'm choked up. Like you get just, you know, because. It's not the life that I think she wanted me to have now, you know, you know, but like, hey, I, I did the best I can, yeah. you know, and, and still doing it. But, you know, is, is this OK? You know, because now I'm getting ready to go through a whole nother big life change. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I've been going through these big changes so much now, you know, well, life is but evolving. It is. It is. I keep evolving like this, you know, I, I want to evolve. Maybe like, you know, you can't evolve and stay there evolving. No, 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 no. I, I know what I'm trying to say is like, you know, like this. You oh, ride, so gradual, like not like yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I keep doing these. Like, like, like smash up to the ceiling and then come back down. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't want that. Exactly. 
We don't want yeah. that. Yeah, so it's, and it's all like kind of like simultaneously, you know. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm hey, I'm still here, and, and it's all good. <laughs> still here and you're still going to be here so that's uh, yeah definitely definitely you know hey life is good i tell god thank you jesus i woke up this morning i said something good is gonna happen to me today and something absolutely. good is gonna happen through me today absolutely and i'm here to be a blessing yes absolutely absolutely i love that well i have truly enjoyed us today oh i have to before i go i forgot to say I want you to watch, and, and for those of you listening, um, you need to watch this. Um, it's like a documentary on Netflix called In Our Grandmother's Garden. Did you okay. see? Oh, you that's right. You couldn't get my text. I sent you yeah. over on, I think it was, that was Saturday. And I watched, it's called In, In Our Grandmother's Garden. Okay. It, so good. It is. Oh, I gotta check that out. And it was. It was. It's. It's talking about the relationships of grown women and relationships with their mothers, their grandmothers, and their great grandmothers. Like how they were, wow. and the impact in which their mothers had, and their and their grandmothers and their great grandmothers, and and so they start out saying, like, I would say, I am the daughter of Lorraine Holmes. And I'm also the daughter of Julia Williams. And I'm also the daughter of Isabella Holmes. And it was, it was just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And it was just talking about just these women's relationships and how the impact of our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, how they intertwine into our lives. And even, even on the things that were bad, right? Even the things that happened to us like still realizing how how determined how strong how powerful how how wise these women were in our lives and even the ones who sometimes didn't play the mother role right still had major impact on our lives it, okay. it's such a good that you have to go watch that. I'm telling you because I wait, really wait, wait, wait. Don't, but you I have that one. Hmm? So fella was named after your great grandmother? Yes. My grandmother. Yeah. She's named after she's both my grandmothers, both her great grandmothers. I never knew that. Yeah, my father's mother's name was Isabella. My mother my mother's okay. mother's name was Julia. So that's where Jules came from. So Isabella is Isabella Jules. Oh my God, that is so nice. Yeah, like, you know, like your kids have like those, like, you know, Rondell's named after your, your, their dad. Yeah, yeah. That is so nice. Like, I, well, what we did was, well, Savannah, because you couldn't tell me I wasn't having a boy. <laughs> and, and, you know, because I was 35, I had to get an right. amniocentesis. And uh, found that I was having a girl. I'm like, oh, because all through, every, for some reason, I, Savion, I just thought, Savion, Savion, Savion. I just oh, so about you had chosen Savion. my name first. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Savion, so Savion was my Savion baby. into existence, huh? Uh-huh. Well, it was no doubt in my mind. That was so odd. But it was definitely no doubt in my mind. And, uh, I mean, these kids were definitely a blessing from God. I mean, I had Absolutely. lost my opium too when I was, um, when I was 20 years old, I had that right. partial hysterectomy. 
So, um, but safe. So when I found out after five months of pregnancy that it was a girl, I'm like, what am I gonna like? Say, I mean, it's like, what you know? And then the first thing I, but then I did. I wanted to name her Randy with an I. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, absolutely not. I'm like, I don't be so beautiful, you know. And uh, so he said no. So I'm like, oh, my God. Then I realized I wanted to do a, a theme. You know, I got to the theme thing. So mm-hmm. I need the SAV. And then I said, oh, my God, Savannah. Savannah's my favorite place on earth. That's and it really is because, you know, I was a place that I wasn't, I, you know, I grew up with my one mother having this arm, the other mother having this arm, too. Right. So in Savannah, I, nobody had my arms. You know, I was just one of the grandkids, you know. So Savannah had become a very special place and it still is. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, we named her Savannah. And not to mention, you know, I got married in Savannah. You were my wife. Right. So it was so that's how it became Savannah. So it was definitely no doubt that my it, I was always gonna have my baby Sadie on. Yes. So, you know, and then when I got pregnant. And, um, you know, I was like, when I had, when they said a boy, I was like, yeah, I knew it was my baby Savion. <laughs> that my, Savion was coming one way or the other. Yeah, but I, he, like, was, he was entering <laughs> into the world. Mommy had already spoken. Savion was coming, Savion was coming. But yeah, I always had the names of, even my baby shower had Savannah's name on the cake and Savion the same thing, you know. I even had my third baby's name picked out, Savoy, yeah. which yeah. Never, never came. Right. But yes, yeah, right. so I had my, my Savannah, my Savion. But that's why, like, Savannah was just so attached to this baby. Like, that's her brother. She thought she was his mother because I called her Savion for the first five months. (laughs) Talking to my Savion. She was like, she was attached to him because she was like, let me find out what's so special about you that she had to keep calling me your name. Let me find out what she was saying. But she she has my, so she's Savannah Diani. Yes. And uh, then he has his dad's middle name, so he's Savion Perry. So I, I did some some traditional thing like that. Yeah. But I love like when you go back and you use the ancestors' names. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And Rondell is named after his father, and then his grandfather James. Um, and so we were. I, my father's name was Robert, so the R still worked, right? So I, <laughs> right, I, right, I, right. I was very much at peace with it. Yeah. Now, how did you get your name, Iris? My dad named me. Okay. Any... My, dad, my dad and my and my mother's um, second oldest sister, which is my godmother, they named me. And any reference? Like any? I, you know what? I never, I, I said, you know what? I don't think I've ever asked my godmother. I think I'm going to ask her. But I always laugh because I said, how is it that they knew to name me Iris? Because... I am born in February. My the flower is amethyst. My birthstone is amethyst, right? I love the the flower iris is a purple. And that has always been my favorite color in the whole wide world. That's great. So, that was what you meant to be iris. <laughs> like they were gonna name me Iris. So I'm gonna have to ask my mom and ask my aunt. Um uh, why they did name me Iris? That's just, you know I never even thought about it. I just always said it was it was divine because hey that's that's definitely divine. You know yes so, yeah. So. But I have like I have a regular name out of all of my siblings. My name is regular. I think. Well, my sister Angela. That's like a kind of a regular name. Yeah. But like uh, but my 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 sister's name is Edothia. She's named after my mother who raised me. Okay. Um, 
Now, this is Geraldine. I got a brother who's Byron. I got a brother who's Ebron. So we have all these unique names. My brother's name is Bruce. Uh, Bruce is not really that unique, but you don't hear a lot about Bruce these days. Yes. But of course, you always have a Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, um, my mother didn't have a name for me, you know. And so I, the, the nurse named me. Oh. And so that's how I became Stephanie. You know, but I'm very much. You know, oh my God, did you say that when we were on with Pat? Because that's how yeah. Pat his name, because he was named. His yeah, name. his name Patrick, and he's going to play Patrick's death. Yeah, oh, and, and it's funny because my, my brother, uh, my brother Ebron is born on St. Patrick's Day. That's what I said to him, too. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know if I said that to but I think I said to my brother, is born on St. Patrick's Day, but his name oh, was Ebron. I don't think, you, I but, don't think uh, you heard that. Oh, yeah, wow. but yeah, the nurse in the hospital named me because she didn't have a name for me because wow. you know, she, she was trying not to have that baby. <laughs> the name is Stephanie. But I just grew into like Stephanie. But I didn't like, I know when I started school because I first was going to school in Harlem. And uh, the lady said, What's my name? And I said, My name is Pumpkin because that's what they called me. So I, did, I didn't know my name was Stephanie. Well, like, you know. But that, at that at that point, I had to learn my name was Stephanie. Right. I was like Stephanie because they all called me Pumpkin. That's yeah. what my name yeah. was, you know. And then my mother, my mother who raised me, she gave me Diani, and that's oh. how I did that. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, like, yeah. I want you to watch this documentary because I, I want. Well, I think it is just. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to take my CE credits because I am trying. I'm not yes, going to get you know, a hundred dollars. <laughs> Well, I want you to go handle that. I'm going to go work out some, uh, try to lessen some discombobulation for the rest of the day. Well, yeah, I, I got to get on the phone with the, with the text messages. I'm okay. like, that's what I get on the phone. <laughs> All right. I'm going, I'm going to get my second shot tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. Yay. Yes. Thank you, honey. Yes, 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 yes. Well, it was so great talking you. to you. As always, my sister. As always, my sister. I love you so much. You know that. I love you too. I love you so much, also. Thank you for everything. No, thank you. I want to just tell all of you, thank you all for joining us and listening with for us, listening and you know, to us conversate. And um, we really appreciate it. We ask that you do share. Like if you hear something that's really good, please share. Um, as we both stated, we're both life coaches, so we are available to assist you. I can be reached at I do love coaching at gmail.com. Stephanie can be reached at mymentor.life. Right. Slash Stephanie Diani Gray. Awesome. And then you can find, you can uh, reach out to both of us. Um, on listen to us on Spotify, which is the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. And so again, if we can ever, and we're also on Apple. Oh yes. And we're on Apple. Yes. And um, so if there's any way we can ever help any of you, if you have any questions, also, if there's some topics that you would love to hear us discuss, <laughs> give us give out then. <laughs> Trust me, I'm sure we have experience. Know someone who has experience, and if you haven't known yet, we bring we will bring on experts. We are yes, we, we will. bring on people. If we don't listen, if we don't know it, or we'll find somebody who does. And when we yes, say we will. <laughs> we our 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 um 
definition of experts are people who have who have experience and literally through, live through oh. it and have come out on the other side. So that's our exactly. Expert. So come out on the side, smelling like a rose. Oh, okay. Hear <laughs> their experience. So again, we want to thank you all so much for joining us and we will talk with you all soon. I love you, honey bunny. Have a great day. I love you, honey bunny too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>